0: I think I said a few shows ago that I was going to try and do the show in audition instead. Yeah. Uh, I, I got some way through it and then gave up and just did it in ferrite for time's sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've slowly been learning bits and pieces and maybe in a couple of shows time I'll be, uh, what's the word? Ofe? Ofe with audition? I've
1: never, I don't know what word you're trying to go for. Proficient? Is that what you're looking
0: for? No, no, it's it's French, no, I speak uh, French. It's like my third language. Okay. Oh, fait. Yeah, fait, Having a good or detailed knowledge of. Maybe my pronunciation pronunciation is wrong.
2: I,
1: I wouldn't know because I don't speak French.
0: <laughs> I basically learned a new
1: a new word in another language the other day, though. Uh huh. I learned the word dunny. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Who did you learn that from? I learned that from watching Bluey with the kids. Oh, you're watching
0: Bluey, nice. It's such a good show. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know much Do the about it. know what except it's a the word for, know
1: what- for toilet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. And the mom in Bluey thought that it was an inappropriate word for toilet. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a little bit, you know. Uh informal i think Mm. as the dictionary would describe it (laughs) colloquial (laughs) informal okay but very much in common use go to the dunny yeah yeah that was that's a new word for me glad to hear you're watching bluey and picking up on some
1: Australianisms. oh yeah i'm disappointed in the number of seasons i think there's only two seasons of bluey so i've seen
0: like every episode a few times now Mm, wow i uh, yeah i've seen a couple of them i know it's really really watch them all though yeah
1: so it's it's just like on in the background a lot so i've picked up on a few things
0: i was just shocked to find out that both the kids were girls i could have sworn that bluey was a boy
1: just because she's blue
0: yeah (laughs) i guess i don't know or maybe i just assumed that a family in a tv show is going to have a boy and a girl right yeah and yeah, they're young enough that if
1: until it was spelled out for me in an episode, I didn't I didn't know between Bluey and Bingo if if they were boys or girls.
0: So have you got any uh, Bluey plushies? I do not. I should get some.
1: I don't even know if that's something I can find around here. I've never I'll seen... I'll any... send you some then. <laughs> okay. I don't think I've seen any Bluey toys on shelves around here.
0: Just give it time. I'm sure merchandising will kick in. Mm-hmm. I did get a great... Uh, like a tent for the
1: kids the other day it's uh it just you just set a box fan in it and it like inflates up like one of those uh kind of like a holiday decoration you know like the inflatable yard decorations it, it blows up like that but it's like a big circus mm-hmm. tent shaped thing and the kids are playing in that
0: oh that's awesome yeah hmm, cool
1: so i want an update on your uh robot vacuum how's that working
0: I just paused it actually to do the show because I thought it might finish in time but it hasn't really so it's uh it's kind of standing next to me at, at the moment in pause mode It's okay. going really well. <laughs> Good. I don't I don't know if there's anything else to add really. Um it's uh it's the map has gone screwy in the app once only once more since I last spoke. Um but like I said last time I don't really rely on the app. I mean it's nice to have it just so you can sometimes go in and say i'll oh, just clean the kitchen uh, but the house isn't really big enough to to need that so if you just do a whole house clean and like close the doors to the the bedrooms and stuff then it, it just kind of does the whole house pretty quickly anyway okay. uh, i still run it mostly via the home pod which is great or the siri shortcut mm-hmm. and uh I, I i can see now why it would be nice to have it Uh, like a rubbish collection point for it just to dump its rubbish so that you only have to worry about that like once a month instead of once or twice a week so i can see why that's a feature on some of the really expensive models Mm -hmm. but apart from that i don't think there's anything lacking
1: it's good i'm surprised that you're at once or twice a week when i had mine running it was like daily i had to empty it out
0: (laughs) well i don't even run it daily anymore Oh, okay. I did when I first got it because it was so cool just to do it. But mm-hmm. I think we're only out like maybe three cleans a week.
1: You know, I wouldn't have thought that I need to run it daily, but every time I ran it, it would fill up with junk. So I'm like, oh man, my house must be really dirty. <laughs> it's,
0: it's crazy how it finds so much dirt. Yeah. I don't know where it's all coming from. And it's all like that, you know, the stuff that just looks like fluff when it's all collected. Like mm-hmm. what even is it? Is it just dust? Yeah, it must be. <laughs> It's so simple. Do you get a lot of dog fur or anything? Well, I mean, the dog fur was the whole reason that we got the damn vacuum because once we got a dog, the house was just like coated in dog fur all the time and and, um, I'd never felt the need up until that point. But I don't even see like dog fur in the vacuum and there's no dog fur on the floor floor anymore so it must be in the vacuum but maybe that's what I'm seeing and I think is dust but it's not like, it's grey dust, it's not... Black yeah i don't have
1: dogs and i color. get the same stuff so okay
0: you're yep. just
1: learning you've been living in filth your whole life
0: pretty much yeah <laughs> gosh it's been disgusting yeah apparently <laughs> so yeah i definitely recommend this model the viomi v2 is the cheap one i got and, and that's they have more a expensive models and...
1: xiaomi offshoot right yeah yeah okay yeah Maybe I'll, maybe I'll give the floor is another go. Sorry? Maybe I'll going. give robot vacuums another go. It's been a couple years since I tried it out. Mm-hmm. Maybe, it's,
0: maybe it's gotten yep. better. Yeah, I don't know what it was like before, but it certainly is fine now.
1: I'm trying to see. Um, have you ever seen the YouTube channel Vacuum Wars? I've probably have spoken about them on the podcast before.
0: Possibly. I did, of course, watch a lot of YouTube prior to buying the vacuum.
1: Okay. So whenever I've bought any vacuums in the last... I don't know, 10 years, maybe not quite that far, five years. Uh, I've always checked the reviews on Vacuum Wars uh, because they got pretty in-depth testing of like every vacuum ever. I was just looking to see if they had V-O-M-I. Is it V-I-O-M-I? Yes. Okay. I'm not seeing any matches on the channel. They might not review the the ones that are super low end. I don't know. Mm. Hmm. Anyway, Vacuum Wars, for people who want to compare vacuums, even if you don't, even if you aren't in the market for vacuums, I've somehow been very entertained by just a guy vacuuming the same room over and over again. I can imagine.
0: <laughs> It'd be great.
1: And he like, he empties, he like dumps sand on the floor and he uses different vacuums to suck it up. And then he weighs like the, the bins to see which one got like a more higher percentage of Uh-oh. the sand. And...
0: <laughs> Such a scientific approach. I love it. Uh huh. He's got a,
1: a room that's like got different things like nailed into the wall sticking out at different heights so he can test like what the lowest height the robot vacuums can fit under is and
0: it's pretty neat oh wow yeah the height of things that i buy and that go on the floor is a consideration now Mm -hmm. because if you want it to be cleaned under then it has to be above a certain height and if you don't then it needs to be below and there's there are a couple of things in the house which are like a really awkward right bang on the height which Sometimes it'll manage to squeeze under and sometimes it doesn't. And occasionally there's this like a kid's book stand, which gets dragged around the house by the vacuum because it got (laughs) under. It doesn't get out. (laughs) All these things.
1: That sounds like it's a pretty uh, strong vacuum to be moving like a bookshelf around.
0: Uh, It's a book stand. Like it'll probably hold like barely a dozen books. So it's not that heavy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, all these things to consider. And cables, you don't really want cables lying around on the floor anymore because it, it can get twisted up in cables. Right. The floor is just generally much freer of debris than it used to be. Like you said last time, like you got into the habit of just putting everything away at the end of the day uh-huh. so that the vacuum could run during the night and you end up just having like a, a neater, tidier house.
1: I think uh, Roborock recently, their, their newest robot vacuums, have uh, cameras on them as well as the lidar scanner, and they do computer vision, so they can like detect things like a cable on the floor, and it'll vacuum around a cable.
0: Oh wow, nice! Yeah. I guess that's what you're paying the big bucks for. Uh,
1: relatively bigger. Uh, Roborock is still like cheap compared to things like uh, Roomba, because Roomba you can pay fifteen hundred dollars for vacuum, but Roborock yeah, is exactly. usually about half that, like maybe seven or mm-hmm. eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Which is still big bucks compared to, uh, VioMi, I think.
0: Actually, the Roborocks I saw, they were, they were pretty high on my list. Actually, top of the list if you discounted—if um discounted. Oh, maybe second on the list. But the prices of the low-end Roborocks were pretty close to the one to the Viomi mm-hmm. when you, if you found them on special. I think they've... What is it? The Roborock S6 is their low-end one. The models might even be different in North America. But that was getting down to like 300 bucks for that.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable.
0: Yeah, like within $100 of the Viomi. Yeah. That's probably not the model with the cameras though.
1: No, I think S6 is the one before that. Okay. Yeah, S7 has the computer vision.
0: Yeah, that's a few more, a few hundred more on top.
1: It looks like maybe the S S6 Max V might have it as well.
0: Yeah, it does. What about the S6 Pure? I love these uh, names. <laughs> nope, it's, just it's like iPhone 12 Pro Max. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just keep adding modifiers.
1: It's it's like the uh, Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G.
2: Mmm,
0: Ultra. Yeah. <laughs> Topics wise, I didn't really find a whole lot, which is ironic considering we just had WWDC and there's like a billion things to talk about. Yeah, but they didn't really translate into posts on the subreddit I found. I did like this
1: first article you posted cuz it's just a bolted list of things we can talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking my lucky stars when that one when I came across that one cuz I thought yeah, it's just that's the show right there. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> All right. Should we get stuck into it? Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. We have a list from The Verge of the best features of iOS, iPadOS, and macOS that Apple didn't announce on stage. So, last show that we did with Christian, we went through the list of everything that was announced on stage. So, I think that's like a good follow-up topic. Yeah, we can kind of mix that in with maybe
1: the things that we've encountered in the last couple weeks of using the beta.
0: Yeah. I've only done iOS and WatchOS betas. I haven't done Monterey yet, uh, nor the iPad. What about you? My
1: iPad is on the beta, but I have not upgraded to Monterey yet uh, because it my I actually use my Mac for like kind of real worky things now, and I can't hmm. risk losing my my primary work computer. I guess I could upgrade like my iMac or something but you wouldn't get all the features unless you put it on a Mac with M1, so.
0: And that's the one that you're using for worky stuff. Right. Gotcha.
1: That's, I kind of feel the same way about this Windows 11 that is about to be announced. Uh, my work computers are such garbage that I gave up on using them uh, a year and a half ago when I, had, when I stopped having to go into the office. Because uh-huh. uh, yeah. before that, I had to use a laptop just so that I could take my work with me wherever I went. But now that I've been home, I just switched to doing it all on my personal computer, and it's been so nice. But then the Windows 11 ISO gets leaked, and I want to try it out, but I can't, because I will lose all of my productivity.
0: (laughs) I only saw that there were some screenshots, not that there was a whole ISO leaked. That's crazy. Yeah, it is.
1: So it actually doesn't look like it's that. I'm sure there's a lot that I maybe hasn't been announced yet or isn't in this iso but it looks like a reskin of windows 10 without too much else changed
0: i was under the impression that microsoft was just doing iterative uh not iterative but uh like windows 10 was just gonna be windows and they were just gonna ship small updates in perpetuity that's what they said gonna be a windows 11 yeah that's what they they said said that Yeah. okay yeah
1: (laughs) they said that like five years ago um but I guess they realize that people aren't getting excited about like little incremental Windows updates, and that they want to get people excited, they got to put a new number behind it. Mm, okay.
0: Do you really have to be excited about it though? No, definitely not. No. I guess we get excited about macOS updates though. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> I think I'm trying. I'm trying to it's think back me. to <laughs> to uh, like the- when the big Windows updates came out, like. We got, went from Millennium Edition to XP, XP to Vista, Vista to 7. Like, those are usually accompanied by major overhauls, especially, if it, like, the XP to Vista, where it's like, if I want to run Vista well, I've got to go buy a new computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that mentality has been lost over the years, and they're trying to get a new operating system out to make people want to go buy, like, new service devices or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The, like, the hardware overtook the software at some point like it used to be that the operating system would like struggle to run on the hardware that was mm-hmm. new in the year that the os was released especially with vista like i think vista was even like two years ahead of the hardware because of all the translucency and aero crap that they put on yep it was pretty bad how ugly they made it and it took like two years before a like a a typical computer that you bought could run vista well and mm-hmm. uh I think that applied to all the previous operating systems, but then when Windows 7 came out, it just kind of ran well on pretty much anything. And since then, the hardware has always been ahead of the software.
2: Yeah,
1: I think that's uh, accurate. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess releasing a new OS version won't motivate people to buy hardware in that same way, unless they deliberately limit things.
0: Yeah such as uh, Apple with Monterey and releasing only certain features for uh, Apple Silicon Max? Is well, that I've what you're thinking a, of?
1: I've seen a lot of people complain about that and accuse them of like already trying to uh, kill off Intel Macs, uh, like a planned obsolescence thing. But all of the features of macOS Monterey that are M1 only look like they're powered by the uh, neural engine on the m1 chip
0: not quite all of them like some of the ones in maps are pretty dodgy like you don't even get the like the high definition maps or whatever it is high detail maps yeah okay that
1: that one's probably probably no reason to be limited well maybe there is and we just don't see it i don't know what it is i don't know Hmm. yeah it's been a couple weeks since i saw that list but i remember when i was reading it i felt like at least a at least the majority of them looked like they were powered by whatever ML section on the M1 chip.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. I think in ATP, they said that some stuff was just like more was like Monterey on M1 would just get it for free because it was already on iOS and it. they were supposing that just the effort of recompiling it for Intel wasn't uh, wasn't worth the time or something like that. Yeah, they had a discussion about it anyway. Worth listening to if you haven't already. Okay. So the mentality that if if Macs weren't on
1: M1, those features wouldn't have come at all. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah,
0: I suppose. That makes sense too.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, we've got uh, well into the first point on this list already. (laughs) Not. (laughs) iOS and uh, iPadOS 15 is the the first things, uh, first part of the list of... Features that didn't that Apple didn't announce on stage, uh, more emoji options. I think we can just ignore that one. Uh, FaceTime will let you know when you're muted but trying to talk. I, I I'm glad to see it, but I can attest that even when apps do this, there will still be people who don't even see that and still try and talk. Like I think the people, the class of people that fit into muted and talking are also in the same class that don't notice things on screen that let you know about this (laughs) well that's not fair (laughs) (laughs) really (laughs) as
1: as someone who in the last couple weeks has spent eight hours a day Mm -hmm. in video conferencing calls Mm -hmm. i very frequently end up speaking when i'm on mute and not catching it immediately all Um, right just because you try to be conscientious and mute yourself when you're not talking so you're not being noisy, interrupting people and then you forget. And yeah, that happens frequently if you're on long calls. So if there was a pop-up that reminded me on zoom that I was muted, that would have been really helpful until someone says, I think you're talking David, but I can't hear you.
0: (laughs) All right. I take it all back. Take it all back. So zoom doesn't let you know. Uh, if it does, it's not something that I've
1: been able to configure or maybe just haven't noticed. Maybe it is there. Maybe it's been there all along. And you're just proving my point. I will say I'm new to Zoom. I've been using Teams (laughs) for the last
0: year, and I just had to switch to Zoom for this
1: new team I'm on, so...
0: Okay. Yeah, not a big Zoom user. I never use it, but yeah, Teams certainly does it, doesn't it?
1: I did get a a good feel for some of the new FaceTime features uh, just today, though. Oh, yeah? How's that? Uh, Well, I've got... I'm on the beta, and I've got a friend who's moving to the area soon, and... Is, is looking for some properties and lives like four hours away from here. So he actually sent me out to a house to walk through it with him on FaceTime today. Ah, cool. Yeah. And even though he's not on the newest, uh, he's not on the iOS 15 beta, I could still use iOS 15 FaceTime on my end. And I could do things like portrait mode and blur my background. And I could do things like you can mute yourself, which is something you've always been able to do. But now you can also turn your camera on and off. Which is is pretty cool. Huh, okay. uh, I tried out uh, web links. That's already live. You can already join FaceTime calls from the browser, mm-hmm. uh, and and that seemed to work well. The quality was pretty low on my computer, uh, but I don't know if it, maybe that's because it's early in the beta or they're deliberately making it look bad in the browser. I don't know, <laughs> but the camera quality didn't look great on there. Okay. Uh, but the whole process of, of joining from a link and everything worked great.
0: Why did you have to join from a link or have it on your computer?
1: Oh, this is a separate situation outside of okay. showing, doing a house tour. I sent myself gotcha. a link just so I could test it and see if it worked earlier today.
0: Right. Did you do any, uh, LiDAR scanning of the house for him to create like a 3d <laughs> model? <laughs> no, okay. no, I didn't. Maybe that would have been something worth doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's all the rage. <laughs> Um, having a, an option to mute your video is cool. I didn't even realize it wasn't currently an option. I guess previously you would have to just like, uh, minimize <laughs> or home screen, go to the home screen or go to another app to mute your video because it wouldn't show when it, you know, wasn't in the foreground.
1: Well, even then it goes into picture in picture now. Oh, of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I don't know if there is a, a way to freeze your video anymore or until this
0: toggle has been added. Mm-hmm. Okay. And portrait mode has worked as well. So that's cool. So that's going to be sending it your, your FaceTime features to the other phones. I suppose none of the share play stuff would work at the moment because that would need the, the end other person to also be on it.
1: Right. Yeah. I tried even just like hitting the share screen button, but it was disabled. And I assume that's because he Mm -hmm. wasn't on 15. Yeah, for sure.
0: What about, uh, well, the next point on the bullet list is FaceTime will let you zoom with the back camera so you can actually, you know, Show people things.
1: I didn't see that when I was on the call. I wish I would have known about it ahead of time. I would have tried it out today.
0: Uh, mm. Maybe it requires a pinch instead of having an, uh, an on-screen control. Maybe. I will say a lot of controls are...
1: There's just so many things you can do in a FaceTime call now. Uh, even to switch my camera around from front to back, I had to tap on the, the preview of myself in the corner, and then it got bigger and took up about half the screen, And then in the corners of my preview, I had things like the uh, portrait mode in one corner, the star to add like live emoji or whatever. And then in one corner, I had the flip camera orientation button. So it's kind of hidden now. It's not just always front and center.
0: When FaceTime got some big updates in iOS 13, like the controls were all over the place and it was really impossible to find stuff. Mm -hmm. And then 14 kind of brought it back to sanity. So it sounds like it's going in the other direction again and it's going going a little bit crazy which i hope it doesn't or that at least they make it easier Mm -hmm. throughout the the beta season because FaceTime's used by people who are not that savvy with like finding hidden buttons usually
1: there's just so many things you can do now you've really got to decide what the most important ones are and it seems like they've decided at the moment the end call button is always there the mm-hmm. mute and unmute mic button is always there and the mute and unmute video, those buttons are there. And then to change things with the aspect of your video, you've got to tap into your preview to to flip the camera and, and do the effects on yourself.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: So it makes sense. It's just everything is in a different place now.
0: Right. We'll have to give it a go. Yeah. You could always FaceTime me. I mean I'm on the betas.
1: Okay. We could just start doing the calls from FaceTime instead of uh Discord. <laughs>
0: Didn't we used to, or did we try to once? I can't remember. I remember,
1: no. When we started this show, group FaceTime calls weren't even a thing. And we were complaining that we were recording on a Mac, sharing the files with iCloud, our show notes were in notes, but we were using Skype, like a Microsoft product, to actually do the call because Apple's FaceTime didn't support group calling, when there was more than two of us. And there were,
0: yeah, there were more than two of us, yeah. So now we could totally do FaceTime.
1: Yeah, I don't see why not. that would probably be easier for our guests too, because usually it's a mess when we have someone on the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: All right, I'll try and remember that for next week. Uh, next up, the announce messages feature. So that's when, like, currently you have your AirPods in your ears and you get a an iMessage or a text message, I guess, and Siri will just read it out to you. Uh, now it's coming to CarPlay as well, so... Uh, I've seen this. I haven't had it work yet. I have turned it on. I'm not sure if I would keep it on, but still mm-hmm. waiting for it to actually work. Uh, so when you're you, when you're in the CarPlay view where you've, you're listening to the message, then you've just got a little like a toggle up the top right to switch it on or off. So mm-hmm. I guess it could be cool. I'm not yeah, wasn't something I was really waiting on, but at the same time, it'll be nice. It'll probably be nice to have.
1: So you're still using CarPlay.
0: <laughs> you caught me. I use it every now and then. <laughs> Not religiously, but I do use okay. it every now and then.
1: I don't know if this is a feature that I would turn on. Like I have my I have Siri read my messages when I have my headphones in, but uh-huh. I don't know. Leave it leave it to my friends to send me something inappropriate when I'm driving the kids around and we're listening to Disney songs or something, you know?
0: That's the fear, isn't it? Uh
1: huh. So I think I'd, I'd just leave that turned off. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh. So apparently you can still get security updates on iOS 14 without upgrading to iOS 15. That's just, that, that's pretty wacky. And I did try and look up more information about how this would work, but couldn't mm-hmm. find anything concrete. So yeah, security updates will be released separately from just standard updates. Do you have any uh, insight into this?
1: I not especially. I think it's really interesting, especially because there are no iOS 14 devices that can't upgrade to iOS 15. If yeah. this if this was the year that they dropped the iPhone SE and 6s, then it would have made a lot of sense for them to offer something like this and keep offering security updates. Uh, but it seems weird. It seems arbitrary. This year they decide they're not going to force people <laughs> onto the. The newest major release, when there's no hardware limitations.
0: Mm. It's not like iOS 15 is really slowing down those older devices too. Apparently, I've heard quite good reports about iOS 15 on like the oldest devices, like a 6s. hmm Yeah, I haven't heard any complaints. Yeah.
1: So we'll see if that actually. I don't imagine that's going to lower the number of people upgrading by very much, if at all. We'll probably still see
0: seventy percent adoption rate in no time. Mm, yeah, for sure. Uh, Find My will be able to track your iPhone when it's off or even after it's been factory reset. Yeah, this makes sense. something will stay awake. Yeah,
1: same thing that the Macs have done for the last couple years where even if they're turned off, they're still on Find My. So it makes sense that this feature is coming to their phones.
2: Yeah.
0: So it'll keep sipping battery, but an incredibly small amount probably.
1: Yeah, just enough for the Bluetooth LE to probably send a little beacon out.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, like a coin cell battery can run an AirTag for, what's the estimate? A year?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's a year.
0: Just speaking of AirTags, mm-hmm. it's quite nice now when you drive away from, from your AirTag, like, oh, did you know you've left your house keys at home? Because <laughs> <laughs> I often don't take my house keys out, right? Because Yasmin's at home or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, it's really reliable. It takes probably maybe like 90 to 120 seconds. And it's like, Oh wait, you've left this behind.
1: I have already disabled that. Like I've set my house as a safe location so that it won't Mm -hmm. notify me if I leave things at the house. Uh, Oh, you can do that. Yeah. Where's my phone? (laughs) (laughs) Because most of my air tags are on things that I rarely bring with me. My keys are the one exception to that. So I was tired of getting notified every time I left the house that you left your backpack, you left uh, your satchel, and, and your AirTag is not on anything. You just left it at the house. I don't need, you know, three pings every time I walk away, so.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. I think because I've only got one, it's still within sanity. Right. But for, like, three or four devices, no way. You'd go crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think this, this will definitely be useful outside of the home. If, if I were to leave my keys somewhere, it'll be really nice to get an early
0: notification about that. So how do you go about setting up a safe zone? Is that just in the Find My app?
1: Uh, I don't, I'm sure there is a way in the app. It was on the notification for me. It said, you left these behind. And then there was like a, a dismiss or set as safe location button on the notification. Ah,
0: nice. A button on the notification. hmm Right. I haven't seen that. Hmm. Maybe it thinks your house isn't safe. <laughs> if you knew my suburb. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> um, there's an improved print dialogue with more options. Thank goodness, because, I mean, how long has AirPrint been around with absolutely, like, like, f- like day one features and never changed since then? What could you do? You could specify, like, how many copies, which pages, and black or white, and that was it. But now mm-hmm. you've got, oh, you had double-sided before as well, but now you've got uh, orientation, uh, media choice, uh, the print quality. Yeah, just basic things you'd expect in a print dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And a preview of what it's going to look like. No, you had that before, didn't you? I think you did. Yes.
1: You had the preview because that was the only way to save PDFs for some things. You had to open <laughs> <That's> the <right.
0: laughs> print dialog and then zoom in on the preview and then you could save as PDF. Yeah, the reverse pinch, the, the feature that no one ever found. Right. I should give this a, a try. One complaint I've always had with the the printing is when you go and print a photo and it like tries to print for like full a4 size or whatever the full page size is and there's never any option to to change that oh so. it
1: seems like maybe that media subsection
0: would potentially let you do that all right photo and print preparing ah paper size we've got paper sizes four by six five by seven amazing that. <laughs> and what phone is this james oh why do you ask why wouldn't i have my iphone 12 mini uh
1: <laughs> last, last I had heard is is that your wife had fallen in love with that phone and taken it from you
0: and and stolen it. I would say mm-hmm. not taken but stolen. Okay, you would in <laughs> fact be correct. She has stolen my phone.
1: So you're back on the iPhone 10 now.
0: That's right. As described a couple of shows ago, the the 10 has the a small touch problem where you couldn't you couldn't really do anything at the top of the screen, top right, including Control Center. So that was a bit frustrating for her, but. Mm-hmm. Of course, hope she doesn't. Hopefully, she doesn't listen to this. But she just complained about it for weeks and never did anything. So I was like, fine, let's just swap phones, and then I'll I'll be motivated to go and get it fixed. So we swapped phones. <laughs> I went and got it fixed, and then I was like, all right, now we can swap back. And she was more like, no, I kind of like this phone. The size is really nice. I can do everything one handed. Fits in my pockets better. And thus, she stole it from me.
1: Is it still broken?
0: What's that? Your 12 mini, is it still broken? Oh, the back of it, yeah, it, that is, yeah, still shattered. Ah,
1: okay. All right, so yeah, let her keep that, and then you can get the new phone in like two months when it comes out.
0: Yeah, yep. June, July, August, yeah. Two or three months. Or
1: well, maybe four if they decide to do October again. Mm, could be. And the iPhone 10 didn't come out till November.
0: That's right, yeah. Man, the iPhone ten is such a great phone, though. Yeah, I think now that I've had the experience with small phones and gone back to a big phone, I think I'd actually get the standard size iPhone 12s. Despite oh, yeah? my evangelizing the small phones for like the last three years, I think I'll just get the regular size one. Yeah, it's really nice just to have a screen that's a touch bigger and mm-hmm. doesn't really have any, you know, drastic effect on anything. My hands are pretty big, so no issues reaching around the screen.
1: We'll see what the feature parity looks like between the big ones and the regular sized ones this year. But I'm also feeling like after a year with a Max phone, I'm really to step back down to the
0: regular size. Hopefully Apple at least gives the choice and releases the 12s mini. I think
1: all rumors have been pointing towards that being the case.
2: Yeah,
0: I thought it was the opposite.
1: Everything I've heard is that they've already got whatever machining in process to do it this S-year update for the mini,
0: but they're not going to continue it after that. Mm, that makes sense. Because the form factor is probably, I mean, the, what do you call it, the industrial design is going to be identical, you'd guess. Right. Mm. Uh, well, when we do get new phones, we'll get free temporary iCloud storage so that we can back up the old one and transfer it to a new one. That's a nice idea.
1: This is really nice. They need to extend this also to uh, just iOS updates because... Uh, I think my, my parents specifically have held off on getting iOS updates because they try to do it and they get notification that says you don't have enough storage on your phone and Mm. they're not, they're not paying for the iCloud storage, but if, if Apple could just give them the free, you know, few gigabytes to back their stuff up for
0: the couple hours it takes for the update to go through, that would be really nice. Even just to offload stuff. So, do you know what it is that's taking up the space? Because there's already the feature to, like, temporarily offload apps and app data and then pull that back.
1: Uh, yeah, even with those things on, my mom's got... She's still on the iPhone 7. And I think the lowest storage, whatever that was, 32 gigabytes. So, even with offloading apps and optimizing photo storage, you know, after time, even optimized photo storage, when you have enough photos, ends up taking up quite a bit of space Mm, okay so and then she had a w- weird bug i don't know if that ever got resolved i haven't checked on it in a while where like the, the other section of her storage was massive mm-hmm. but but of course you have no idea what it is because it's just this gray
0: other so mm-hmm. did she by chance have uh google photos doing a backup and downloading mm. full-size originals but not letting the photos app the iCloud photo library know about it no,
1: not as far as I'm aware. I don't think they have any okay. Google services. So my solution is always just, well, we could just wipe it and restart, but that's, that's such a big undertaking and the, they're not keen to do that. So,
0: Yeah, even if you do it to a computer, you're in for like an hour probably at least. Yeah. And then there's all the stuff that doesn't get restored properly and has to be set up again, like whatever biometric for the phone and Apple cards. I mean, uh, Apple wallet cards. Or oh, Apple cards as well, I suppose. Oh, yeah. I don't think they have any of those. Banking apps, they're always a disaster when you have to restore from a backup. Mm-hmm.
1: For me, it's always my shoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course it is, yeah. Yeah, what else?
1: <laughs> every, time I, every time I get a new phone, because they're like, they, they can only sync with one Bluetooth device. And I never think about it when I'm getting a new phone. So I I wipe my old phone and get rid of it, and I got my new phone set up, and like I go to put on my self-lacing shoes, and they won't connect, and so I've got to figure out, I've always got to Google Google how to do like a hard reset on the shoes themselves so that they'll pair with a new device, and it's a headache.
0: Yeah, sure sounds like it.
1: <laughs> As a matter of fact, I still haven't done it with my 12 Pro Max. I've just not worn the shoes for that long.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, they, they're only going up in value. Oh, are they? I don't know. I don't know. You You're the sneakerhead. I'm not a sneakerhead. <laughs> More so than I am. Uh, next up, leaving and arrival times are coming to Apple Maps. I don't know what that means because we already have time to leave. Probably should have done my research and actually read up about it. <laughs> oh, right. so right. <laughs> so like on a public transport app, right. you can say like... I want to arrive by 9am and then it finds you the right buses and stuff. Well, now it'll do it for driving directions as well. I guess it'll take into account traffic and whatnot. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, just while we're on maps, I compared that bushland that, the, that I spotted the Apple Maps hiking team going through. Mm-hmm. Um, from iOS 14 to iOS 15. Uh, the only change I could see is that the paths now have names but besides that, there was no change. So, well, they said the Australian map update was coming at the end of the year. Hmm. Okay. So right, we'll have to wait and see then. I'll have a look later in the year. Yeah. Uh, iPhone apps on the iPad will be able to run in landscape. Thank goodness. Yeah. Finally. But- <laughs> yeah. For anyone who's ever used the iPad in like any sort of stand or the the keyboard folio or absolutely anything at all, where it's just like the default is landscape. Mm. What a frustrating experience to have to take it out of that mode just to look at an iPhone app because it wouldn't, wouldn't rotate. Like, I don't know why this wasn't a day one feature when iPhone apps could run on the iPad, like just rotate them for goodness sake. But anyway, it can do it now. The
1: iPad more and more in the last few years is very clearly being designed for landscape to be like its primary orientation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure that's an aspect of all the keyboard cases. It's always in landscape mode in those uses. Especially with iOS 15, though, the home screen on the iPad looks awful in portrait orientation. Oh, how so? Uh, I imagine it's because of the addition of widgets, and they had to redefine the grid layout for the apps. Um, but you've got big, uh, I guess, pillar boxing in portrait orientation where you've got blank space on either side and your apps are limited to being only four across again. Now in portrait orientation. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you've got, yeah, big blank space on both sides, four apps across in the middle. And that way your home screen is still two widgets wide. Uh, because I guess, I think it's only five you could have before, but they're spaced more, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't, that's like two and a half widgets wide. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't work well. (laughs) So they, artificially limited that Mm. so yeah i'm actually not a fan of the ipad's widget redesign i can have less apps on my home screen now Uh, whereas in the past when you had the like the swipe over permanent widget column it didn't it didn't take apps off of your home screen to show the widgets it just condensed them and now adding widgets takes up space on the home screen so i can have less Less content as a whole. I can have widgets or the app icons. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay.
0: Yeah, it sounds frustrating. Yeah, I haven't come up with a layout I like yet. Are you using your iPad much these days? Uh, you know, not really.
1: So it hasn't frustrated me too much. The iPad sits on my desk, and its main use is maybe responding to text messages while I'm working. Mm-hmm. But because its other main use that it's had over the last year is probably viewing recipes while I cook. And I have (laughs) not cooked much uh, in the last few months. So I don't even use it for that anymore.
0: Are you still on the HelloFresh bandwagon?
1: Uh, I was using a service called Dinnerly, which is similar to HelloFresh. They sent you ingredients. And so like a month or two ago, I switched teams at work. And I'm working on a new product now. And the overlap, because there was a period of time where I was working on both teams. uh, And then trying to ramp up with this new team after i fully moved to them i've i've had less time like over my lunch breaks to maybe spend 45 minutes cooking so i stopped Mm. i stopped cooking my meals and my ingredients were just going bad and so i canceled that service and i started one called freshly which instead of sending you ingredients they send you like a meal and you just got to warm it up ah nice uh and i've been doing that but it's it's kind it's just like a little bit nicer than a freezer meal
0: <laughs> just a little bit though
1: <laughs> right like it still comes in like a little plastic tray with the film over the top and it's like all mm. supposed to be prepared fresh before they send it to you so it's not it's never frozen food like you're it just sits in the fridge but mm-hmm. it's only slightly better than a freezer meal and it's really expensive it's a lot more expensive than my last service was
0: oh really so, so um, it's, it's still bulk prepared food yeah.
1: So I'm my subscription to them is not long for this world. I just have to find <laughs> what my alternative is going to be and then I'm going to be canceling them. Mm,
0: okay. Okay. So Um there'll be push notifications to tell you when it's going to rain. So people have already seen these in action. Yeah. It doesn't look like rain data is in Australia yet. I do have the option to turn on the notification so in the weather app and then the list and the dot 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 it's there but uh like even the rain radar just shows blank when it's raining so it looks like it's coming or they forgot to turn it off for australia i don't know (laughs) but but there's nothing there for me yet what about you
1: uh yeah it's worked fine for me i was 14 had a little bit of rain stuff from dark sky already like i got the hourly precipitation graphs and i was 14 Mm -hmm. And yeah, now that I'm on iOS 15, I've, I've started to see some of those RAIN notifications.
0: Mm, cool. Uh, You'll be able to schedule HomeKit devices with Siri. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Instead of navigating the, the Home app, which a lot of people find confusing.
1: Worth noting that you have to have like a HomePod or something in your house for that to work.
0: Uh, yeah, like a, any of the Home Hub devices, like a HomePod. Mm-hmm. Apple TV, even an iPad can act as the hub, right? But not a phone.
1: I this is kind of related. I think they're starting to use the U1 location data on things like uh, the HomePod Mini for uh, predictive stuff. And I was fifteen. Um, I've I've turned on some smart stacks again uh, in this latest one because they've added the option for smart stacks to uh, not only dynamically show you the widgets in the stack, but also dynamically add widgets in as it thinks they could be useful to you. Hmm. And one of them that I got prompted with the other day, uh, like you get the regular stuff, like at this time of day, usually open this app or when you put on your headphones, you usually, you know, play this podcast. I get those, but I got one that prompted me with an app. I don't remember what it was, but it said it was, Based on my location in my home,
0: I usually oh like the room inside your house, right? Whoa!
1: So I don't know how it'd be going off of that because I think GPS wouldn't be accurate enough. So I'm wondering if it's using the U1 or uh, proximity to Bluetooth devices. I don't know, but that was an interesting prompt.
0: Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, time to get some uh, HomePod Minis then.
1: Yeah, put them all around the house.
0: Yeah, at least four.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just so you can outnumber me.
0: Yeah, then I'll have five HomePods. Well, we'll be, we'll be oh, wait, if no, if you count minis and maxis, you've got more than that, don't you?
1: I have five total, yeah. Yeah, all
0: right, I'd need to get... Yeah, I need to get five <laughs> minis then.
1: And... That's a small investment. That's still less than an AirPods Max. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is ridiculous. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Safari's getting pulled to refresh. It's yeah, cool. didn't know that until I, I read it here and then I went and tried it and uh, it works as advertised
1: yeah same here I was very happy to see that because I was initially frustrated that the refresh icon was hidden behind an ellipsy, uh in Safari but now that pull the refresh is there uh, I think I'm fine with that
0: yeah it's fine I, it's probably going to take me three years to remember it's there reliably because it hasn't been there for so long
1: and they'll redesign Safari between now and then
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be gone. Yep. Yeah. Um, accessibility, text size and contrast, set on a per app basis, cool. Uh exit data and adjusting photos, exit data, like the date and time, is now in the photos app. Thank That's pretty goodness. cool. That's really, oh, really it's cool. That's so good. Yeah, I love it. Especially because my my camera or it it doesn't set the time zone properly on videos. Like a lot of cameras don't do it properly on videos. So mm-hmm. I have to adjust the time on every single video that I record on the on the actual camera, not on the phone camera. I'm talking about a physical camera. And uh, yeah, so it's nice just to not have to go to the computer to do that. And yeah, Exif data. I love it. As someone who takes a lot of photos. Previously, I used a really good app called Metapho, but you to know, have to go into the share sheet and then it would have to download the full-size original of the photo. And if it was raw, that's like... 30 40 50 megabytes takes ages so handy to have it all there Uh, panos on the iphone 12s will have less distortion moving subjects should look better i'm kind of disappointed to hear that because it's always so hilarious to see what moving (laughs) subjects look like in panoramas (laughs) right always gives you a good laugh yeah i very rarely use panoramas yeah yeah me either can be handy at times i've seen some like more talented
1: photographers than me use them to take, like, good vertical pictures of really tall buildings or
0: things like that. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I wonder if the uh, improved distortion or less distortion is going to make that much better. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, still on photos, you can specify things that shouldn't show up in the photo widget or memories, so good boy, goodbye to all the ex-girlfriends and boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Pretty handy. It, here is... The next one is possibly... My favorite feature in iOS 15. Okay. It's competing with the exit data and photos. Really? Spotlight from the lock screen. Oh, no more do you have to swipe up and then exit an app maybe and then swipe down on the home screen to open an app. You can just straight from the lock screen, just a little swipe down and jump straight into an app. It's made basically every single interaction with my phone, every pickup, which is numerous every day like 50% faster. Do you use Spotlight to
1: launch most of your apps?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. My home screen layout is like a screen of widgets and the app library. That's it. So I just launch everything from Spotlight. Nice.
1: Maybe I need to try that out. Yeah, do it. Maybe that'll help me with my iOS 15 beta issue I've been having. I don't What's know if that? you've experienced this, but I can't get off the lock screen what uh, no i've yeah, never had that like the swipe up to unlock gesture doesn't work 50 percent of the time it'll uh, it'll just scroll through my notifications and no matter how far oh. down i swipe up from it, it will always just invoke the notification scroll and i have to say yo siri go to the home screen for it to unlock <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that sounds painful yeah
1: either that or i've gotten in the habit of i can just tap an arbitrary notification to launch the app and then close the app
0: Mm. Well, I think this will solve your problems. Just the swipe down instead and just jump straight into whatever app you need to get into. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's amazing. It a try. Yeah. Um, and that
1: combined with Siri suggestions being right there and that swipe down, maybe the app i want to open will already be there.
0: Yeah, could be. What else is on that screen? So swipe down. Yeah. Siri suggestions, even shortcut suggestions, which is cool. But that's, yeah. that's it on that screen. Can't you configure that screen? You can, I'm pretty sure. Oh, possibly. I've i very rarely use Spotlight, so not something. Really? I'm with.
1: Wow. I've got my home screens laid out in such a way that I know where everything is.
0: That I, mm-hmm. I never have to search for it. I suppose that's one way of doing it. Probably the more sane way of doing it. The way iOS has conditioned me to do it after years
1: of not having like an app drawer to just throw junk in. Mm hmm. Yeah. My problem uh, with
0: getting sorry, go on. My problem with,
1: with throwing everything in an app drawer is that I probably just wouldn't use most of my apps. The only reason fifty percent of the apps on my phone get used is because I see them on my home screen and and think, oh, okay, I'll I'll open it and see what's new in there. But if mm, if I didn't have yep. the app icon reminding me, I wouldn't even ever think to search for it to open.
0: Yeah, I do find that, but I've but kind of do it on purpose for that yeah. reason. <laughs> just trying to keep my screen time down and that sort of thing. It's just nice to not have the app there.
1: Yeah, that's probably the healthier way to do it.
0: Yeah. Although there's a small downside in that, uh, and it is configurable, but in the app library, you don't have badges, although you can turn it on. Uh, and oftentimes I'll like you know just forget that I have a notification on, on one of my chat apps and then not respond to a person for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> but... I mean, I could easily just move that to the home screen if I wanted to. Right. It's not a huge problem. Yeah, Ready for the next topic? Yep. I mean, the next bullet point. <laughs> <laughs> Filtering for spam texts in Brazil. Yay. Uh, cool. Dragging and dropping files across apps on the iPhone. So the iPad's been able to do this for, since when? iOS 12? 13? Yeah, it's
1: been a couple versions. Yeah, it's been,
0: yeah. And it, I've I've definitely tried to do it on the phone before and been a little disappointed or perplexed that it couldn't, because you can definitely make use of something like that. Oh, yeah. And I think... And and the tech was there, so...
1: Yeah, maybe not? closer to when the feature came out on the iPad, people were able to, like, trick the iPhone into doing it in certain situations. Yeah, but you could, It right? clearly yeah. wasn't supported, and it, it didn't work for everything. Mm. So... Yeah, this, this will be useful, I, I guess, for some people. Uh, I guess I could even imagine situations where sometimes if I want to throw an email or a photo in an email, sometimes it's easier just to drag a photo in there than to figure out what combination of copy-pasting or opening the photo library from the email I need to do.
0: Yeah, which of the icons in mail gets you to the photo library, and not to the files app. Right. Yeah, yeah definitely a, be handy.
1: A big complaint of mine, too, is there's so many apps still that allow you to import photos but only from the photo library and i have a lot of photos that i keep in the files app and so apps that have never implemented support for the files app uh, Mm -hmm. are frustrating because then i gotta go into files save it to my photo library then import the photo then delete the photo from my photos library Uh, Mm -hmm. so maybe drag and drop will solve that problem for me
0: and sometimes the photo is like in some weird spot in the photo library and you have to scroll to like 10 right. years ago to find it and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Cause the XF data is all messed up on it.
0: Yeah. Some apps just don't show you like the recent album, which is just like the album of what things were added to the photo library, that, that order. Right. And that can be annoying. in in the end, I've just like got a bunch of favorites that are only favorites. Cause I need to access it more easily mm-hmm. rather than actually be a favorite. Like the show art for this podcast is one of them. It's a favorite because I always need to use it. And fair doesn't look in files.
1: Yep, that that's a classic one for me. I always am adding and removing our show art from my photo library. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I refuse to leave it in there. Miles getting a widget and sleep is getting a widget. Cool. 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 I haven't looked yeah. at them yet. Uh, yeah. I've
1: seen the sleep one because my smart stack has thrown it in every once in a while. Mhm. Uh it's it's really good about telling me I don't get enough sleep. So <laughs> yep. Oh, that's actually what the bullet point are says here. here. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's what the bullet point says here. There's a widget to show you how yes. poorly you slept <laughs>
0: <laughs> What are you using for tracking your sleep at the moment? Uh,
1: nothing. I don't even leave my watch on at night. So, okay. so its predictions are or its uh, estimates are pretty bad because it's going off of like in it first and last interactions with my iPhone, mm, and right. and sometimes like if I wake up at one or two in the morning and I check my phone. It it like says I've woke up at that time and it doesn't track any more sleep for the rest of the night. So it's not not very (laughs)
0: accurate for me. (laughs) Oh goodness. Maybe you should try with your watch again. Actually one thing I've been wondering about the newer watches with always on screens Mm -hmm. is do they light up the entire room when you're in a dark room or does it Keep it so dim that you don't, you know, you don't light up the whole the whole room at night.
1: No, the always on screen is very dim. I don't even notice okay. it in a dark room.
0: Really? Okay, that's awesome. That's yeah. actually a, a reason I would upgrade for because I really don't, I really dislike for some reason, can't even explain why, I really dislike when I watch lights up at night and lights up the whole room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can get pretty bright. Yeah, they get really bright. I always turn uh, uh, theater, movie mode on, whatever it's called, so that uh, it doesn't just randomly light up, but somehow I'm always managing to touch the screen and lighting up the room, which I find <laughs> annoying. So
1: so you do sleep with your watch on?
0: No, I've stopped because it was just so annoying, although oh, occasionally okay. I just forget to take it off and it, it does end up in bed with me.
1: Hmm. With, I've noticed the, the uh, battery on the watchOS beta is pretty bad. Uh, so if I wanted to to sleep with it, I would have to top up the battery before I go
0: to sleep. Huh. Okay. No. Well, here I am with Series Three and on the beta, mm-hmm. uh, and I actually picked up the watch off the charger this morning uh, and realized that the 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 charger wasn't even switched on at the wall, and it was uh, at fifty percent. So I can say with pretty good confidence that I'm using only fifty percent every twenty four hours on Beta One. Oh wow. Yeah. So I'm.
1: I took mine off the charger oh, like 15 hours ago, a little less, 13 hours ago, and I'm at 67%. Mm-hmm. So that's not too bad. Yeah, that's great. Okay. I've just, I guess what I've noticed <laughs> at, at at the evening is uh, my watch buzzes me and it says, like, you know, top up your, it actually gives me that top up warning before bedtime. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. It's, maybe it's being a little uh, uh, overly cautious and it would be able to make it through the
0: night. Is it also trying to make it through the next day as well though?
1: Oh, maybe. Maybe it assumes I won't charge it again.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's going for like a 24-hour run. Yeah. That could be it.
1: I don't I don't necessarily mind not having my sleep tracked. It's not a uh statistic I've ever worried too much about.
0: No, me either. But, uh, there is a new health metric in iOS 14 from the watch, which I thought could be interesting to see, which is respiratory rate while breathing. So it'll use the accelerometer in the watches to work out your breathing during your sleep. And then I guess tell you if you've got sleep apnea or any other sleep related breathing problems or breathing related sleep problems.
1: Mm. Is that for any watch or is it just the newest ones with the blood oxygen sensor?
0: No, it's just using the accelerometer and huh. it is working for me, so yeah, any watch basically.
1: Okay. Well, maybe I'll give it a shot because I've I have been told in the past that uh I sometimes stop breathing in my sleep, so I might very well have sleep apnea.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give it a crack. Yeah. Let me know what your uh what your breathing respiratory rate is. It's very personal data, but
1: I'll I'll share it with you cuz we can do that in the
0: health app now. Really? Amazing. Mhm. I can tell you that this morning mine was roughly between 12 and 14 breaths per minute while I was asleep. Is that a good number? <laughs> <laughs> does it give you any kind of indication? Did, no. A lot of the metrics it does give you an indication on what's good, but this one it doesn't. Huh. Um I did look it up, though, and I think it said something like between 10 and 20 is fine. So I think I'm in a good spot. Yep. But I was going to wait for like a few more days at least of data.
1: All right. Yeah, I guess I'll have to give it
0: a shot. Uh, iPad's getting the ability to tab through text fields and buttons in apps. Thank goodness for that. That was always uh, a bit of a hand behind the back moment for the iPad there. Yep, that's nice. Uh, Eye tracking hardware for the iPad as well accessibility. Uh, that's the last one for iOS and iPadOS. And on to macOS Monterey. Uh, you can use uh, an animated Memoji as your profile picture. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's animated all the time, but if you get your password, it'll shake its head, which is... I just cannot wait to try it. <laughs> it, it is it is a little animated.
1: Because sounds... uh, you, uh, yeah? awesome. you walk up to the computer and it looks like it's asleep until you start interacting mm-hmm. with it. And then your Memoji wakes
0: up and... So it's pretty cute. Call me crazy, but I would jump on the Monterey beta just for that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, you're crazy. Alright. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd even see it, though, with the Apple Watch unlock. Often the, the computer's unlocked before the screen's even awake properly.
1: I don't know what the conditions are that make a Mac prompt you for your password, but... The majority of the time, that's what happens. I'll sit down at my Mac, and it'll say, "You need to enter your password to enable Touch ID," which I think, whatever enables Touch ID is the same thing it enables unlock with the watch. So I usually have to type in my password.
0: Hmm. Okay. That's weird.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's just how long it sits. Because if I use it a lot throughout a day, it'll unlock. But if i if it's sat for a couple of days, which is usually the case between uses, it prompts me for my password.
0: Ah. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah. Does the phone do that as well? Like, if you haven't picked it up in twenty-four hours, it asks for the passcode. Well, I have no idea. I've, I've not picked that up. My... Sneaking. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> who? D- who does? <laughs> but I do have a sneaking suspicion that there's some sort of timeout like that. I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, still in Monterey, a software microphone indicator light. Cool, just like on iOS. Mm-hmm. A uh, better file copying interface with the ability to pause and resume transfers. So no more. Finder extensions to get like basic Finder functionality, like that. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, like the uh, the ability to erase data settings and apps without reinstalling the OS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's nice. Uh, yeah, really nice. Yeah, uh, passwords is getting like a, an adrenaline boost. It's moving from a preference pane in Safari into system preferences. So it's becoming more like a full-fledged password manager, which is nice as someone who religiously uses iCloud passwords or iCloud keychain, whatever it's called, uh, for all passwords. um, And even the ability to generate passwords now is in there as well. So that's really handy.
1: Yeah, they just need better Windows support and I'd be all in on using iCloud for everything. But as it it sets... Is there no
0: way of getting it there? There
1: is. I think we'll get to it in a little bit. There's a okay. new Edge browser plugin that lets you use your mm-hmm. iCloud passwords in the Edge, Edge browser. Though. I use oh, you Edge, love on Edge Windows. Though. Yeah. Windows. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's still not quite good enough for me because if I'm not in Edge or or anything else, there's no way for me to. I need a standalone application to manage my passwords on Windows, and until Apple has mm-hmm. that, I can't use them solely. I have to use one mm-hmm. password.
0: Okay. Um, customizing the mouse cursors outline and fill on macOS sounds crazy. Probably, Probably good for uh, accessibility. I it's, yeah, for accessibility. Sure, it makes yep. sense for people. Uh, Windows will resize when you move them to another monitor. Hooray for that! Yeah, I've only just started using an external monitor. I've been very anti external monitors, but Yasmin picked up a new job and needed an external monitor. Uh, and I realized just how annoying it was to drag windows between monitors of different sizes and not have them resize. So right. this feature is coming just in time for me.
1: Have you tried using Sidecar?
0: With an iPad? Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, the iPad's Yasmin's to start with, and uh, it's like the smallest, not the smallest, it's like the nine inch one. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's not really enough real estate to make anything worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the big iPad Pro
1: is pretty much the only one that would be Okay, to use as an external monitor.
2: Mm,
0: yep. Uh, shortcuts will let you integrate shell commands. Cool. And nice. then approved go-to folder dialog in Finder. Well, it was pretty bare bones before. It was just a drop-down list of previous locations, right? I think that was right. it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm curious what they would do to make it better.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I haven't seen that yet. No, me either. Uh, and there's just a quick list of... Everything that's coming to everything, uh, as as they've uh, titled it on The Verge. So a built-in one-time password generator, which is what I mentioned before, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. My previous tactic was find a password that's already been generated and just change a couple of the characters to something else. <laughs> nice. Cool. Uh, Safari will automatically switch to HTTPS for websites that uh, uh, that can support it. Cool.
1: I kind of already thought it did that, but it's nice that it is now.
0: Right, yeah. I thought it did already as well. Actually, no, that was Google. I think Google would do that. If you Uh, clicked on a Google search result, it'll automatically go to the secure version. Yeah, that sounds right. A low power mode for macOS and iPad. Thank goodness. Yeah. I've I've often complained about the Photos app just destroying my battery while not plugged into power as it was transcoding something. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I haven't tried it yet, but I'm really crossing my fingers that it's going to stop that from happening. Uh, and also apparently disable turbo boost. So, yeah, I'm quite keen to try it.
1: What does that mean on an M1? It only uses the efficiency cores? Possibly. Interesting. Yeah, I'll be anxious to see what that does for battery life.
0: Did we talk about it last week already? Because I remember joking that the, the M1s would actually generate power and that when they're in low power mode. Uh, you know, I think we did mention it. Mm. Uh, reminders are getting tags. I n- have never, ever used a tag on anything, I think. Yeah, I haven't either.
1: I haven't even used the color tagging that's been in Finder for like 10 years.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Me either. I just don't get the point of it. Yeah.
1: That's what folders are for. It's organized already.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm crazy. I don't even use folders. I just use search for everything. Kind of like yeah. how I organize my apps. It's just all in the app library. If you look in my documents folder, it's just a list of every single document I have not in a folder. I couldn't do that.
1: Everything is organized.
2: <laughs>
0: um, Let's see. A few uninteresting things here. And then an extension for Edge on Windows that lets you use your iCloud passwords, what you mentioned before. Yep. All right. Well, that's the show, I think. <laughs> oh wait we have a few other topics <laughs> uh, I think we can get rid of ios 15 beta feedback as a topic yeah these these are a couple of quick ones apple launches podcast subscriptions so yep. it was a little delayed but it's finally launched i have to admit i have not i've not even looked at it yet so don't look to me for any discussion on it
1: yeah i haven't i haven't looked into it either um None of the people I listen to or podcasts I listen to have... Oh, I'm tapped and stuff. None of the podcasts I listen to have, have implemented it. So unless I actively seek out someone to subscribe to, which I'm not keen on doing, uh, mm-hmm. it'll probably be a while before I get any experience with it.
0: Mm. I might just go and check and see if any of the podcasts I listen to have implemented it just to see how it all works, potentially give them some money. Yeah and uh apart from that uh youtube says ios picture and picture is coming to all the u.s users hooray finally after
1: picture and picture being implemented um ios 9 mm-hmm. on the ipad at least But why
0: but u.s users really well yeah
1: you know picture and picture is illegal in australia
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what i heard too yeah, yeah it's too dangerous yeah yeah i don't know
1: It's crazy that they've waited this long to implement it at all, so I don't know why they're being so stingy with
0: it.
2: Hmm.
0: Maybe it's just a trial of the feature. See how it, you know, maybe it's A-B testing and A is the United States and B is the rest of the world. (laughs) Yep, probably.
1: I know for a long time, I think even right now, uh, the picture-in-picture functionality is like currently available for YouTube premium subscribers. So I know they've been worried. Is it? About... I've seen some people with it commenting that it, it works already. If they have YouTube premium, I guess I can try. I've got
2: it.
0: I've recently become a YouTube premium subscriber. It's so nice. Like I subscribed to it when it was,
1: you know, first came out and still called red. Uh, it doesn't work for me. Uh, uh right. But I got so used to not having any advertisements at all on
0: YouTube that
1: it's been worth it for me.
0: Currently I'm paying 119 pesos a month for it. Pesos, huh? Yep. Which (laughs) is equivalent to a dollar 67 Australian, which is probably equivalent to like a dollar 20 American. Is that Mexican pesos? Argentinian pesos. I don't know if that's different.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think they are, but, um, is that because your account is localized to Argentina or something?
0: No, it's actually quite trivial just to make a VPN to another country and then add your billing. Oh, I see. And, and that uh, was the YouTube cheapest premium. rate. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It could have been, could have been. <laughs> could have been. <laughs> That'd be an interesting coincidence. <laughs> It'd be a complete flip if that happened to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think India used to be, like, the hottest place to do it, but now Argentina is. So uh, okay. I've only um, really just become uh, familiar with this process for getting YouTube Premium at a discount. So we'll see how long it lasts, and cross my fingers that I, I don't end up paying with, like, cancelled uh, Google account.
1: Speaking of changing your location, uh, the iCloud Plus Secure Relay feature... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, behaves weirdly with uh, two-factor authentication on Apple accounts. I've found that the devices that I have the secure relay on, when I try to sign with an Apple account, I'll get that notification that someone's trying to sign in. But instead of being my location, it's like somewhere in California or something.
0: Okay, because one of the the endpoints is probably in California. Right. I guess they they might not have turned on all the endpoints yet. Well, I... Yeah, I'm
1: not sure 100% has this works. I'm not sure that they'll be able to account for this because I I read just the smallest amount on how secure relays work versus a VPN. Mm-hmm. And it seems like one hop you're going to Apple and one part of, of your request is encrypted, like where you're going. Apple doesn't know what website you're going to. Mm-hmm. And then it jumps from Apple's relay to a different relay. And that relay uh, doesn't know where you're coming from. It's like what your IP is. And mm-hmm. and those two separate encryptions together make it like impossible for you to be tracked or for for where any one party knows who you are and where you're going. Right. So I'm not but sure how two-factor authentication could ever account for that.
0: When you say the first hop is Apple... I don't know if it's actually going to be Apple or just a different CDN because, like, Apple doesn't have a presence in Perth. So right, it's probably going to, like, AWS and Apple says that's them because it's their servers on AWS and then going to Cloudflare after that and then onwards. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Because they said that the localization thing... The source of the traffic is going to no longer be like your specific IP address, but it'll be the city that you're in. Oh, okay. Which would mean the, the endpoint, I guess, or the endpoint would have to be pretty local to you. Mm -hmm. And so for it to say California now, I'm thinking they just haven't enabled them all. Yeah. That makes sense
1: because the relay feature wasn't working at all initially when I got the beta and it seems like they turned it on in the last few days.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I haven't seen any changes in behavior yet for me. I mean, the way my ISP deals with with traffic is weird anyway. Like, often my traffic will say it's coming from the other side of Australia with no like VPN or anything happening. So, I don't know if I'd even be able to say if I noticed a difference. Hmm. hmm. Anyway, I can't remember how we got here. <laughs> Uh, you're you're talking about how you're
1: optimizing your YouTube premium billing.
0: Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Optimizing. <laughs> That's a good word for it. Uh-huh. I don't think I've got anything else to say, though. No, I don't either.
1: Just about time was all I wanted okay. to say about that. About time? About time that YouTube's adding this feature.
0: Oh, about time. Yeah, about time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying you're talking about time. Mm. Anyway. US. <laughs> i i am james vdm on reddit and on twitter
1: and i'm jelly woot on reddit and twitter
0: and you can find the show notes at reddit.com slash r slash dr apple show uh, thank you for inviting me to clubhouse have you
1: found it useful have you listened in on anything yet
0: no not yet so it was probably only 23 hours ago that i got invited mm-hmm. that you invited me um I went through and followed people and then even found like a group that I thought would be interesting and followed it, but um, I, haven't, I haven't even really had time to go back and actually have a look at it yet to see how it all works. I certainly haven't been notified about anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I was joined Clubhouse like a week ago, and I followed pretty much everyone that I follow on Twitter that's on Clubhouse. I followed them and a handful mm. of mm-hmm. techie topics, and yep. after doing all of that... I've got one notification the last week that I think Renee Ritchie was doing a clubhouse with some other people and it okay. was not, it was not at a good time for me. And by the time I was able to hop in, it was already over. So oh. that's been my whole experience with the clubhouse, except for when I invited you and you joined clubhouse and I got a notification yeah. that said, you know, James joined clubhouse. And so I tapped on the notification thinking it'd take me to your profile so I could follow you. And it immediately started a call with you or a, a clubhouse chat room.
0: Did it? Yeah. I didn't say anything about that. Okay. Yeah. I'm
1: surprised you didn't get notification because yeah, I started a clubhouse chat room and said so I was waiting on you to join and maybe I, maybe I quickly left it so that you didn't get that notification sent to you. Mm, yeah. But not the expected behavior when I tap on a notification like that.
0: No, it's rather horrifying behavior. Uh-huh. What if, like, some uh, some sort of celebrity joined, and then you got a notification and tapped on it, and it like started calling them?
1: Oh, I d- I don't know. I think it has to be someone in your contact list, or maybe it's someone that I invited to Clubhouse.
0: Mm, okay. That I got that prompt. My contact list is full of celebrities, though, so oh, problem yeah. still exists. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, because it said it said.
1: Uh, something along the lines of your friend James just joined Clubhouse. Uh, you know, welcome, welcome them or something. And so, <laughs> welcome tapping- them
0: with a surprise phone
1: call. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So you're on the uh, WatchOS beta. I am. Right? Yeah. Do you still have my
0: watch app on your watch? No, long gone. Okay. I don't even have the same watch. Well,
1: I didn't know if it maybe reinstalled when you set up your new, new watch or anything.
0: Oh, I wasn't on the test flight or anything, was I? I was just on the App Store version.
1: I believe so, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, Nah, when I get a new watch and stuff, I don't even typically restore from a backup. I just set it up from scratch, so... Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's my experience with with this beta. I I had to to do an update to my my app (laughs) because uh, context menus have just finally, officially, completely broken like the force touch Mm. to, to show those menu options. Mm -hmm. So I had to pull, figure out how to pull those out and make them a more obvious interface. But uh, even after that, my experience with my watch app is that it doesn't work in the beta. Like if I try to play a sound, it doesn't work, but uh, people without the beta says it is working. So I trusted that and I've, I released the update to the app store and it, and mm-hmm. Apple let it through so i assume that means it's okay on like official versions of watchos.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh pardon the question but what's the name of the app again? How rude. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's called WristPipe. Ah, uh, that's right.
2: Hmm.
0: So i search on the app store on my phone and it it just says purchased so ah uh. Yeah, I suppose I have to do it on the watch if I actually want to get. And that's ridiculous, really. Like, just just give me a button to add it to my watch, for goodness' sake. Yeah, the experience isn't great for apps that are
1: specifically only for the watch.
0: How are you liking the new messaging sort of features on the watch?
1: Uh, you know, I haven't really used it at all. Like, I've responded to a couple text messages and seen that I've got the, um, like the apps icon now but it's not something that I've I've actually gone into and, and searched for a GIF and, and tried to send it yet.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm finding it a lot slower. It takes more taps to do stuff now just to send a simple message. Before it was like, tap the microphone, dictate, tap done. Now it's like, tap the the text box and next mm-hmm. to it, you might accidentally hit the apps box and then... Then it takes you to scribble and then you're going to hit the microphone button, which is absolutely minuscule and <laughs> then dictate and then done and then send it. It just right. takes forever.
1: It's kind of been a trend with a lot of updates uh, to Apple's platforms this year. Everything's kind of a few more taps to get to now.
0: Mm. Except apps on the iPhone. Mm, I guess so. What else are you thinking of for more taps?
1: Uh, just anything in Safari. <laughs>
0: oh, okay like yeah. everything
1: is behind that ellipsy menu now uh-huh
0: yeah someone told me the mac os notifications now take three taps as well three taps to do what to get your action like if you want to reply to something mm-hmm. it's now three clicks rather sorry talking yeah three clicks just to click on reply huh
1: yeah it was well, too bad when they redesigned widgets like a year ago and got rid of the action buttons on the notifications on macOS. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. No reason when you have unlimited screen space that they would remove the buttons.
0: Yeah. It's probably my number one wish to get those quick buttons back. Yeah. I mean, it kind
1: of are has three taps, because you've got to tap on the notification to expand it, and then you've got to click the options button, and then you click reply.
0: Really? Okay. No, if you just hover the mouse over it, then you have an options button already options. Oh, I see. Yeah. Show more. Okay. All right. Well, that was a good length show, I think. Yeah. We
1: really drug out a show without many topics.
0: Mm, We're good at that. We are. (laughs) Exceptional. I was telling uh, Yasmin yesterday, actually, that the whole concept that I thought of for five topics was five topics, five minutes each get like a 30 minute show out that was oh wow. before episode one that was the plan i don't it didn't even last episode one i think but yeah i think
1: our first couple episodes were 30 45 minutes yeah
0: yeah never really hit 30 minutes so it was always a touch longer i think yeah and then slowly it just it's ballooned. it's kept getting longer <laughs>